Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today, Adrian Wojnarowski. He joins with the latest developments on Damian Lillard's future in Portland. Big Perk, he has some big thoughts on that entire situation. And from Portland to Philadelphia and everywhere in between, my friends, we have you covered on all the biggest names that could impact the offseason. Plus, speaking of free agency, who was the best signing of all time? Shaq to the Lakers, KD to the Warriors, LeBron to South Beach. We go a little top of the top. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. We are counting it down to free agency and the clock. It is ticking on one of the biggest days of the NBA calendar. It is about to go down. So for more, we're joined by our senior NBA insider, Adrian Wojnarowski, because we're about three days away at this point. There is so much to discuss, but as we stand right now, where do things stand between Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers? Um, Malika, especially where they've stood for a very long time, uh, this is an organization now, after the draft, turning toward free agency, uh, certainly a, a trade market that is significant and still exists out there to try to continue to build a roster around Damian Lillard. Uh, Joe Cronin, their general manager uh, in Portland, met with Damian Lillard, his agent, yesterday uh, and talked through, uh, I expect, a number of different scenarios and, and plans that this team has. Now, I don't know what was said in that meeting or what Damian Lillard shared uh, with the Blazers. But I do know what most general managers, uh, if they were in that room, would have said, essentially, if you want to be here and you want us to be able to improve this roster here yeah. in the near term, the next week, 10 days, two weeks, it helps us to have leverage that you are committed to being here and that there aren't stories out there. There's not a sense out there that a trade request is imminent because ultimately that makes it harder for Portland to do what Damian Lillard has said he wants them to do. That's make deals for veteran players to improve the roster, uh, you know, ahead of next season. And so I don't get a sense. There are a bunch of teams around the NBA who are putting off their free agency plans, their trade uh, potential trade deals, expecting that Damian Lillard is going to be, on the market, certainly, uh, uh, organization like Miami, where you see the natural fit there, uh, certainly they're probably watching it. I believe they are watching it closer. But I generally think business is going on as usual around the league. Teams expect Damon Lillard to be in Portland. That's very, very interesting, Woj. Thank you so much for spending some time with us here on NBA Today. We're going to be seeing you a whole lot this week. But Woj just shared something really interesting. What is the domino that is going to be falling here in free agency that teams are looking at, they're waiting to see in order to make their plans? It's a good thing we have Ramona Shelburne here to help us wade through all of that. Zach Lowe is joining us, as well as our resident big man, Kendrick Perkins. And we just heard that Woj broke it all down, the latest on Damian Lillard and the Trailblazers. So, Ramona, I'm going to start with you here. Yeah. What do you expect is next for Dame for the Trailblazers? Well, 
I think Woj said that perfectly, which is Damian Lillard has indicated to everyone he wants to be in Portland. He would like them to improve the team. And so there, he's giving them every opportunity to do so. The question is, how long can he give them? Is it the start of free agency? Is it all the way through free agency? How long does he give them to noticeably in improve the team? And by the way, there are other free agents that are waiting on his answer and thought process yeah. too. Jeremy Grant would like to know, right? Right. The, if the Blazers are going to make any trades, some of the players involved in those trades, there's there's a Yusuf Nurkic, Amphrey Simons, Jaden Sharp. There's a lot of players who would be involved here. And so, as Woj said, is the rest of the league sitting around going about their business and, and waiting on Dame? That, that's what every franchise has to answer. And I think the question is, are you in that discussion yep. uh, for Damian Lillard? Or are you just going to sit back and let him be on his own timetable, depending on how closely you are affected right. by his decision? Because it impacts who wants to come yeah. back to Portland, if people want to go to wherever Damian Lillard would end up being. Zach, we know that the Portland Trailblazers, they put out a statement yesterday saying that they all met, that they're committed to building a winner around Damian Lillard. What do they need to get back into that playoff picture that's been evading them? Very simple. They need more veteran help, whether it's on the wing where they're extremely yeah. young around Dame with Shaden Sharp and Scoot Henderson, who can play both guard positions, and Anthony Simons. Maybe an upgrade at center, but they're going to need an infusion of veteran talent somewhere, whether it's trade, free agency, they should have the full mid-level exception. They can re-sign some of their own guys like Matisse Steibel. A combination of all those things, they're going to need to find two, three, four more contributors because right now they're young and they're a little bit thin. They have a pathway. It's a really difficult needle to thread, but they have a pathway to being a good playoff team in the Western Conference trotting this middle road where they keep Dame and they keep most of their young guys, but they're going to have to hit on a lot of signings and get lucky like any other team. It's, it's going to be very, very difficult to build a true blue contender this way, mm. but it's worth a shot if, if and as long as all the main parties involved actually want to do it. Right, namely Damian Lillard. But yeah. Zach, Perk this morning, he was fired up shall we say on the production call I understand that you have a pep talk for the Trailblazers so I'm just going to give you the floor perk <clears throat> yeah. he cleared his throat oh you my ready? gosh no yeah, I'm not yeah. bring so, it on so, I'm nervous so here, here's, here's the thing we keep talking about the trades and what moves need to be made and what big name could go to Portland and pair alongside <laughs> Damian Lillard and here's the fact of the matter it was two teams that put the world on notice last this past season. And one of them was the Sacramento Kings, mm -hmm. and led by De'Aaron Fox and uh, Sabonis. You had Mike Brown develop their culture. When I look at the Portland Trailblazers, it's not a big leap. They're on the same level as the Sacramento Kings when you look at them from a talent basis. Anthony Simons, uh, Grant, if they re-sign him back, those guys are studs. And when those big three, when the big three of the Portland Trailblazers were healthy, they were a problem early in the season. And then moving to Miami, they didn't have a lot of household names. They just shocked the world in the Eastern Conference, knocking off the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics with guys like Duncan Robinson, Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Caleb Martin. So what I think about the Portland Trailblazers, I'm like, yes, 
add some veterans to the bench. Maybe look at a Marcus Morris and see what his situation with the Wizards is looking like. But Chauncey Billups, challenge yourself to have the locker room and Damian Lillard and Anthony Simons believe that they could get it done. Challenge your player development, that they could believe that they could develop these young guys and trust the system that you could actually make a run into the postseason. So what it showed me this past postseason, it don't matter if you're a household name. It don't matter if you have another all-star caliber player alongside of you. Can you get your organization and culture right that they believe in themselves and each other so that you can make a run in the postseason? So I'm challenging Chauncey Billups along with Damian Lillard to gather his young troops along with the veterans he already have to go out there and do what Sacramento did and Miami Heat did this past season, and that's to put the world on notice. Well, I mean, Damian Lillard, four years, $216 million left on his contract, but, you know, Jimmy Butler had Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis, De'Aaron Fox, also, you know, so I get what you're saying, Perk. It's the talent meeting the mindset yeah. that needs to happen here in Portland. I do want to shift to another mm-hmm. team in the Western Conference, the Clippers, because take a look at their future outlook here. Both Kawhi and Paul George, they're under contract for next season, but they hold player options after the season. And they don't actually have control of any first-round picks until 2027. So, Zach, you've seen the Clippers as a win-now team for a while now. You've been talking about that all year. What exactly is at stake for them here? Yeah, they've been win-now ever since that day in Las Vegas where there was a literal earthquake and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George (laughs) went to the Clippers. Look, sometimes, sometimes the calendar and the timetable of contracts tells you everything you need to know. And the timetable is... Kawhi Leonard is eligible for a max contract extension in July. Paul George is eligible for a max contract extension in September. Four-year extensions, I believe, if Bobby Marks, if I'm remembering his analysis correctly. If those guys walk in the door after playing less than half of the games together in four seasons and ask, respectively, for ironclad four-year max extensions, I just don't believe the Clippers can say yes. I just don't think those guys have been available enough to do that. And then a negotiation begins. Would you do a two plus one? Would you take less than the max? Is there any way we can price in the fact that you have just not been available? And the minute those conversations start, they either go well or they go badly. And if they go badly, It's a ticking time bomb, and this is just the calendar. This is just what the contracts say. Those conversations Mm -hmm. are going to start soon. I think this is one of the biggest looming issues in the NBA that almost nobody is talking about, in part because nobody knows what Kawhi Leonard is ever going to do or what he wants. We're just going to have to see what happens. But the time is now for this team and these players to decide kind of where they want to go for the next few years. Well, if they stay, that's also an issue because it gets very expensive for two players in their thir- in their 30s will go that'll go into their their mid to late 30s on those kind of deals. And so the Clippers though, they have a lot of attractive expiring contracts. I think their plan is continue to build around Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, but the mix around them needs to change because even when they were healthy, they weren't good enough last year. Right. And the fact of the matter is, they're 39 million above the tax perk and their free agents are Russell Westbrook and Mason Plumlee. Go ahead. 
And guess who? Guess what else is in danger? Them losing one of the best coaches in the game, and Ty Lue. And if I'm Ty Lue, he also have an expiring contract coming up. Expiring contract coming up. And I would not sign an extension. I would not, Tyloo. Don't do it because there's <laughs> other organizations that you could go out there and and your players will be available. I would not do it. They in danger of losing one of the best coaches in the game. Three years, Ramona. Two years left at under team left. control. Two years left under team control. We're going to get into the Clippers a little bit more later in this show because, as Zach Lowe said, potentially one of the biggest looming questions in free agency is the Los Angeles Clippers. So what do they need to do to make sure that those questions are answered? Still to come on our show, who, though, is under the most pressure heading into the offseason? Tim Bontemps, he has the view from the very top of the Eastern Conference. And, Ramona, we're going to go from the East to the West because Bobby Marks, he has his eye on four teams this week. One of them is in this very city, Los Angeles. Who can make a move in the next several days? Plus, I mean, the 76ers. They have a huge decision to make on James Harden. Is signing him to a new contract the right move for Philadelphia? We're going to discuss when we come back. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. NBA Today is brought to you by Liberty Mutual Insurance. Only pay for what you need. Welcome back to NBA Today. So there are certainly some big free agency questions that are looming in the West. Damian Lillard has been all over your television screens all day. We started the show with him, and understandably so. But don't forget about the Eastern Conference because the reigning conference champs, they have big questions. What does the future hold for Gabe Vincent, for Max Struess? How about the 2021 champions? Will Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez be back? And James Harden, he has a decision to make. And then the Celtics, will they offer Jalen Brown a Supermax extension? The questions, though, they do not stop there. Our Tim Bontemps, he has more. Let's start with the team Denver beat in the NBA Finals the Miami Heat. For decades under Pat Riley, Miami has consistently chased stars. I'm going to bring a championship to Miami, I promise. Not two, not three, not four, not five. After a magical playoff run came up short against a more talented Nuggets team, the expectation is the Heat will do so once again. But will it work? And whether it does or not, what will happen with Gabe Vincent and Max Struess, the starting backcourt of Miami's finals team this spring, as both become free agents? Then there are the three teams that ruled the East in the regular season. The Bucks and 76ers already changed coaches this offseason. Now, 
They enter free agency with big questions. Will Milwaukee re-sign Chris Middleton and Brooke Lopez? And will Philadelphia bring back James Harden? James has a decision to make. I'd be very happy if he came back. Boston, on the other hand, has already begun reshaping its roster with the stunning move to send out Marcus Smart, the heart and soul of the Celtics, and their longest tenured player for Chris Tapp's Porzingis. As the Celtics clearly decided the status quo wasn't going to deliver Boston its elusive 18th championship banner. The Celtics now have to decide whether they're going to give Jalen Brown the biggest contract extension in the history of the NBA, as well as what to do with restricted free agent forward Grant Williams. The questions, however, don't stop there. Cleveland desperately needs to find an upgrade at its starting small forward spot. Toronto has Fred Van Vliet and Jakob Pertl both hitting free agency, with Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi both one year away from it. Amid so many questions, here's the only certain thing. It's going to be one wild summer. The East is full of talented players who could be on the move. Thank you, Tim Bontemps, for that essay. James Harden has his player option. That could be the biggest domino, but don't sleep on the heat. The importance of Gabe Vincent, who started during yep. this finals run. So let's start right there in Miami, Ramona, um, because as Tim Bontemps detailed in that essay, he said that, look, Miami has a, a history here of chasing stars, but what are their plans for this offseason? Well, look, they, they got to the finals because Jimmy Butler went, went on a run and they gelled. And if you would have seen them at the end of the regular season, then you would not have seen that, right? But I think they are the team that's in the spot where if Dame Lillard ends up asking for a trade, they need to sit and be in, right, in the right position there. But they also cannot wait and not try to upgrade their team. And I think what we saw throughout the regular season is that this team can do it during a short playoff run, but they don't have the guys to be available all season long. And, and you know, that's where they need to upgrade and just fill in yep. in the backcourt. Of course, Damian Lillard said it was a coincidence that he was playing well in Miami. but That was the DJ in Paris. Yeah, it was the DJ was... in Paris, just so happened to do it, but, but take for that what you will. What, what do you want to see happen in Miami, Perk? You know what? One, I would like to see them maybe persuade Russell Westbrook to come in for a little less money and, and take over that point guard spot. I think him attacking downhill with the shooting that they have available would open up a lot and do wonders for Bam out of the bio. But their number one op their number one thing is to make sure that they get Gabe Vincent re-signed. I believe that Gabe Vincent could be one of the best six mans in the NBA coming in off that bench. I love the way that he plays off the ball. I love his ability to create for himself and others offensively and defensively. He's a damn pest. He's one of the few guys that love to pick up 94 feet. He embraces that heat culture. You know what you're going to get out of him on a consistent basis. He's not scared of the moment. And again, you bring him back, he's a valuable piece and a great six man to come in off your bench and you know what you're going to get on both ends of the floor, night in and night out. Right. Kevin Love, also a free agent for Miami. Zach, let's talk about Milwaukee because Chris Middleton, Brooke Lopez, they both could be entering free agency here. Do you believe they're going to be able to keep them both? I think they've got a good chance, at least at Chris Middleton. I think most league insiders expect Chris Middleton to go back to Milwaukee on a multi-year deal. 
If it's close between Team X and Milwaukee, I think the Bucks probably have the edge. Brooke Lopez, to me, is more of a mystery. You hear his name floated in a lot of places, yep. including the Houston Rockets, who are in a deep, deep rebuild. And it's just... It's hard for me to imagine Brooke Lopez leaving this kind of situation to go to that kind of situation. But look, the way the Bucks flamed out in the playoffs, I think was frankly disturbing. And they already changed the coach and they've looked at a couple of different things in the offseason. But they're under pressure. They're under the pressure of Giannis Antetokounmpo's contract that doesn't last forever. It's got a couple more years. He's got a Supermax extension eligibility coming up pretty soon. And they just don't have the cap flexibility to have an easy plan B if one or both of these guys leaves. This is another story I think people are sleeping on because everyone assumes they're going to come back. Mm. If, if something goes awry with these negotiations, they're going to have to pivot and pivot fast. Disturbing. That's usually a word that we reserve for Kendrick Perkins. Are yeah. you disturbed as Zach Lowe if all of this goes away? I am. But the one thing is, is that they, their top priority shouldn't be Chris Middleton. And y'all know I'm a fan of his. But I, I just thought, like, Chris Middleton, he kind of looked old. And I know he was Ooh. injured last season. But Brooke Lopez, it's the reason his name is circulating all around the NBA. He is one of those unique centers that you need in the game. For his rim protection, his ability to be in drop coverage and guard pick and roll, and also his ability to stretch the floor and shoot the three. He was healthy this year, and we saw a great version of himself. Even when Giannis Antetokounmpo went out, the drop-off wasn't significant because Brooke Lopez elevated his his basketball play. And it's the reason why so many teams are going to be high and adding him because the center position is very much important now. Because of Jokic winning the, uh, the NBA championship and winning the finals MVP, because you have a Joel Embiid in the Eastern Conference now, you need a Brook Lopez, and he is so valuable to Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks. This feels like a good time to mention that Brook Lopez is scheduled to join our show tomorrow. Oh. So set your DVRs. We're going to be having this conversation with <laughs> Excellent him. Excellent Really looking forward to, to chatting with Brook about his plans this offseason and, and so much more. Uh, all right, that's the East. Let's deal with the West. Still to come on our show, Bobby Marks. He is standing by with what the Lakers, the Clippers, the Mavericks, the Warriors, they could do when free agency starts this weekend. We also have an exclusive look into the newest member of the Portland Trailblazers, his path to Portland. Scoot Henderson, how his workouts, how NBA players, how conversations have been shaping his path to the NBA. Plus, I mean, it's that time of year, Ramona. Free, yeah. Can you believe it's only a couple of days away? It's all, it just happens so fast. Like, we just came home from Denver, it all, it and now it's all happened so fast. Good thing we have a top of the top on the oh best signings of all time. More NBA Today after this. Shackpot. <laughs> Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, 
and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. I'm Malika Andrews, and with NBA free agency quickly approaching, we will have not one, not two, but three free agency specials. It's a lot to digest. Here are experts and analysts on where the league's biggest stars may be headed this summer. Everybody's in play. My dentist texted me saying, where is he going to go? I don't know if he want to go to those other destinations. Tune into NBA Today, June 30th from 3 to 6 and 7 to 9 Eastern. And then on July 1st from 2 to 4 Eastern, all three shows on ESPN. Ramona, the what? countdown, it is oh. on. Free agency just over three days away. There are a number of teams who could make a splash. I don't know what my dentist is going to be texting me about this year, but we're going to see. Here are some of the teams who could be big spenders, though, in the open market. The Rockets, they have over $60 million in cap space to reshape their roster. The next closest teams are the Spurs and the Pacers. They each have over $30 million in cap space. And whenever I say cap space, that means we're obligated. We must bring in our front office insider, Bobby Marks, into the conversation to help us sort through all of this. So, Mr. Bobby, let's run through some of the teams out west. And we're going to start with the team that lost in the Western Conference Finals, the Los Angeles Lakers, because they have some big decisions coming into this offseason. What's the outlook for their situation? Yeah, two priorities are certainly Austin Reeves and Rui Hachimura, who are restricted free agents here. I think the likelihood is that both are back in a Lakers uniform. My my big question is what happens at the end of the week with Mo Bamba, who's got a non-guaranteed yeah. contract, and Malik Beasley as a team option. There is a little bit of a sliver here that the Lakers could potentially create roughly $17 million in room if they let both players and D'Angelo Russell go. So all eyes at the end of the week, but I would expect Reeves and Hachimura back in a Lakers uniform. Oh, I can tell you, Bobby, driving around Los Angeles, Reeves is all over billboards, all over the city. Seriously. Perk, I know you have It's like Dwight Howard. I know, level. it's everywhere. It's everywhere. <laughs> Perk, you have thoughts on why the Lakers need to re-sign Reeves and Hachimura. It has nothing to do with the billboards. Why do they need to do that? Well, Reeves is a lock. Anytime somebody is yelling, I am him, that is a definite <laughs> lock, and he deserved it, right? He earned it this postseason. But when it comes down to Rui, Rui, look, we talk about patience, and I'm not talking about the ones that are in the hospitals. I'm talking about patience of developing this young man. The Lakers have, have given him life. Phil Handy has done an excellent job in his player development. LeBron James has done a great job taking them under his wing. And when I think of Rui, Rui was a lottery pick. Yes, it didn't work with the Washington Wizards, but this kid is going to continue to get better. I believe that he could be an 18- to 20-point scorer in this league, his ability of stretching the floor. But now I'm starting to see him play with a little bit more tenacity. I'm seeing him play with a little bit more force and a little bit more confidence. So if I'm the Lakers, it's a definite I bring back Austin Reeves. The guy that has taken over LeBron James and Anthony Davis is being the face of the franchise. But I'm definitely not giving up on Rui Hachimura, and I'm bringing him back at any cost as well. Also some decisions to make on Lonnie Walker, on Dennis Schroeder. So all eyes in Los Angeles. So let's stay there because earlier in the show, Zach, you said the Clippers, they are the key team to watch this offseason. So, Bobby, what's the Clippers' approach? 
Yeah, a lot of different options here. Certainly starts with Russell Westbrook. Right. The most they can offer Westbrook is $3.8 million because of the rules of the salary cap here. I think him, Mason Plumlee is another interesting player here who is a unrestricted free agent. But Malika, the cost to keep Plumlee, right. I mean, you could look, be looking at paying an additional $40 million in luxury tax penalties here. And then as we saw with the failed Malcolm Brogdon trade, they've got the assets with an expiring contract, whether it be Nick Batum and Robert Covington, Marcus Morris out there to maybe go out and, and try to swing a deal here. Yeah, Bobby, you mentioned the swings they've already taken and maybe have missed on, we can say, Ramona. So, so where do they go from here? Yeah. I think they, they've had some questions at the point guard position for a number of years here. They had Reggie Jackson there, swapped him for Bones Highland. Russell Westbrook came in there and was their point guard, but as Bobby mentioned, they can only pay him a certain amount. So they've been looking to upgrade. They tried to get Malcolm Brogdon. They were in on Chris Paul discussions as well. Um, didn't get him, but they have some other options there because of those expiring contracts to upgrade at the point guard position. Hmm. Let's get to Dallas, my friends, because the Mavericks, they got a little work to do, right? They had a disappointing second yeah. half of the season that had them out of the plane entirely. Kyrie, an unrestricted free agent. So what do you see the Mavs doing here, Bobby? Well, Malik, I think certainly it's a priority of Kyrie Irving. You cannot go back-to-back right. -back offseason, lose Jalen Brunson, and now Irving. I think the big question is how do you thread the needle with Irving and still having your $12.4 million non-tax mid-level exception to use? And to do that, so you're going to have to have Irving take a lesser number than that $47 million max number, somewhere in that $37 to $38 million range. And will he do that here? What's the market out there besides Irving? And who actually are you negotiating against? Mm. Well, you also, when you talk about Kyrie, it's about what he turned down in Brooklyn before he asked for a trade there. He's got to compare what he has already given up versus what he might re-sign re for. And the question is, is there leverage for him elsewhere, either in L.A. or Philadelphia, others, other kinds of spots that he can create leverage to get a bigger deal for the Mavs? But let's say they're a better tailor than I am and they do thread that needle. <laughs> Zach, how do you see that was bad? You shouldn't have laughed. Zach, how do you see Kyrie and Luca and that duo playing out here? I think offensively they're going to be dynamite. They were dynamite last season. What scares me is the defense and the lack of depth on the wing. They are very, very young between Josh Green, Jaden Hardy, the two kids they just drafted. One's a center, I realize, Derek Lively. They're counting on those guys to develop quickly because the Western Conference does not offer you a lot of time right. and patience. Every team almost is going to be trying to win next year. But I got to stop the Mavs talk. I got to stop the Mavs talk for a second. Mm. I either hallucinated, <laughs> I either hallucinated for a second, or I heard Perk call Austin Reeves the face of the Lakers over LeBron and Anthony Davis. Did that just happen and nobody addressed it? That has to I be mean, addressed. I mean, when you, I mean, Zach, I know when you're in L.A., you're pretty much from the studio in your hotel room. <laughs> but Malika true. just talked about how she's riding around L.A. and she's saying nothing but Austin Reeves. Billboards. I wasn't the one sitting in the Crypto.com arena chanting MVP. The fans were. They were the ones that were crowning him MVP. I'm just saying, Austin Reeves has taken this team by storm. And I'm going to ask you this, Zach Lowe. Let me play, play host for a minute, Malika. Go ahead, my friend. What was the last time we saw, what was the last time we saw LeBron James defer to another guard the way that he did in, with Austin Reeves in the postseason? Kyrie. 
Kyrie. No, there's no question. Austin Reeves is really, really yeah. good. And he earned those touches, and he earned his I am him moment. He's great at getting to the line. He's a good passer. He's got good size. Face of the franchise. I, I almost fell out of my chair. Perk LeBron James plays for that team. Zach, here's what I know. You're the face of well, our I franchise. I just hope you don't get your monitor in the back. I'm him. Bobby Marks, you are him. Thank you so much for joining us here on NBA Today, breaking all that down. Bobby's going to be back all week making sense of everything that we are seeing as we march into free agency here. Still to come, though, on our show, let's talk a little bit about Scoot Henderson because this path to the league, it wasn't a traditional one. No. Mark Spears, he takes us inside how working out with... Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. Let it come. FX's Shogun, now streaming on Hulu. I feel like I'm the most prepared player in this draft, and I just wanted to prove everybody who I am. The future is now. Look at how athletic he is in the open court. Henderson! Oh, oh, oh my goodness! I think he's going to be an immediate impact player right away. You know, it's just that drive to, to be great. That was sensational. There was a motivation, a fire that Scoot had. Going reverse, that's what he does. He has no fear. Whoever they talk about the most, and I'm going at him. He built like a grown ass man, and he plays like it. I think I just got that dog in me. I got, I got it in me. So look out, here comes a highlight. Showtime! Scoot Henderson, learn the name. Welcome back to NBA Today. For so much of the last week, there's been chatter around the NBA world that's been centered around Damian Lillard's next steps. And for Scoot Henderson, the Blazers' number three pick, he's hoping that those next steps will include suiting up alongside him next season. Our Mark Spears, he has more on the new guard in the Pacific Northwest. On the take, Henderson. Oh, 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 my goodness, oh, Scoot Henderson. Oh, Here comes Scoot Henderson all alone. It's showtime. Yes, in the dark of the COVID-19 pandemic, Scoot Henderson found sunshine inside his family-owned basketball venue in Marietta, Georgia. Now, three years later, the top point guard prospect credits to Hoop Haven and his family for helping them become a top pick in the 2023 NBA Draft. I'm looking forward to that day. I'm looking forward to, to getting up on that stage, We're wearing that hat and embracing that city. And this gym is going to take a big part in that preparation. The Henderson family includes seven children and is led by parents Chris and Crystal. Chris trained athletes and teams and ran a car service. He had dreams of one day owning his own basketball gym. Crystal, then a healthcare administrator in the Atlanta area, used her resources to make her husband's dream come true with Next Play 360. This is definitely his dream. <laughs> it's all his dream. <laughs> I'm telling my wife, not knowing that she was in the background doing all the specs to it and putting it on paper because my, my dream is in my head. With the takeaway, two on two, go, oh, baby, Scoot Henderson. Scoot couldn't be happier as his family not only owned a basketball venue, but gave him 24-hour access. Yeah, my thoughts at the time was, oh, it's up. Me and my dad, my brother and my sister, we finna be in there every day, like after school, before school. Like, that was the first thought that had came to my mind. Scoot's parents love for him to spend all of his free time at the Next Play 360 rather than in the streets of Marietta. 
But with the arrival of the pandemic, most businesses and venues of any kind in America had major challenges. The Hendersons also worried that they would have to shut down as funding dwindled. We text all of our kids and all of our kids put in their little pennies to keep us going and afloat. And just as we were like completely out, the governor shut down for 30 days and opened back up. Scoot zoned out at the empty venue during the pandemic, sometimes working out as early as 6 a.m. or as late as 2 a.m. Definitely found me some light in a very dark time in, in the world. You know, it really did bring light to me and my family's world, just, you know, owning the gym and owning a, an investment like this and, you know, still having to provide. The airy venue with high ceilings eventually reopened for use. Atlanta-based NBA players like all-star Jalen Brown, two-time NBA champion Contavious Caldwell-Pope, and Colin Sexton and Isaac Okoro worked out there wearing protective masks. Scoot was around learning the NBA work ethic and training tips. Sometimes he even joined in on the workouts. You know, just to be alongside those guys, to really just see how they work and see what it takes. You gotta be invested in the work. Here we Let's go, go it's showtime! Scoot Henderson! It can be challenging for seven kids to get quality time with their parents, but the gym gave Scoot a chance to get some tough love coaching and training from his father. And while other people, while the, while the hard workers out there sleeping, we were working while the hard workers were sleeping. You know what I mean? I know the grinds. I know what I pushed them through. Mm -hmm. Jim helped Scoot become a five-star recruit and the class of 2022's top point guard. Wanting to challenge himself at the highest possible level, he opted out of his senior year of high school to sign a lucrative two-year deal with the G League Ignite. The G League's development team Scoot flourished against NBA players and notable prospects. Henderson showing off the handles, reverse, finishes over Wimbanyama. They prepared me a lot on the court, but man, a lot, a lot of stuff off the court. You know, they taught me about, you know, the business of basketball. He's just different. Like, not only on the court is he like a dog, but off the court he's just, you know, wholesome, sweet. When it came to preparing for draft workouts, Scoot felt most comfortable getting ready at one place his family-owned basketball facility. Man, it would have been way harder if I didn't have this gym. This would have this gym so close to my house and, you know, coming here whenever I can. We were just watching the video though. You gonna day. cry. <laughs> but you understand, I'm not saying I'm not. <laughs> it was the blood, sweat, and tears that we put yeah. in. Yeah, absolutely. So it's more that I know what we did. Yeah. With the third pick in the 2023 NBA draft, the Portland Trailblazers select Scoot Henderson from Marietta, Georgia, and the NBA G League's Team Ignite. Back now with the voice of that essay, Anscape senior NBA writer and Hall of Famer. Mark, it doesn't get old introducing you as a Hall of Famer. Uh, you've oh, been covering Scoot, my friend, for two years now. And he told Bleacher Report's Taylor Rooks that he thinks that Dame should stay. He feels like their games are going to complement one another. But what are you hearing about Scoot and Dame playing together this upcoming season? Well, Scoot and Dame were in contact with each other uh, prior to the draft, texting each other. Dame was there for his workout. And I think they got a lot in common. They both come from big families. They play the same position. You know, they got extremely great work ethics. And, um, you know, but the thing is, if Dame wants his team to get better, it might need Scoot to get better, right? Mm. So certainly watching that. But uh, I've been told that Dame really loves Scoot as a person as a player yeah. and uh, would, would really love playing with them if it does happen together. 
I remember, uh, I think it was Mirren Fader that wrote a story a couple of years ago about Scoot and about how he sent Damian Lillard a direct message before he was even, you know, it, the, the NBA was a twinkle in his eye. And he said, hey, it's Scoot. I just wanted to say I admire your game. Do you have any advice for me? And he, he tried not to get overly excited when Damian Lillard DM'd him back and said he was a fan of his game. So take that for what you will, but these two go way back. Mark Spears, Hall of Famer, thank you so much for spending some time on NBA Today. We're going to see you throughout the week as we count down to free agency. And speaking of counting down, I mean, we're only three days away at this point, so it's only right that we relive the best signings ever. Was it KD to the Warriors? Was it LeBron James to form the Heatles? There's so many in contention. You remember exactly where you were when all these trades went Every out, right? Every single one of them. That's next on NBA Today. He has the option to be a free agent. Scenario A would be to bring James back. The question is, what is the cost going to be? I'm a free agent this summer, but I am in no rush to make a decision. If you just added Kyrie Irving, would they have won that series? I think the answer is yes. Brett Van Vliet is declining his player option. A lot of interest in Van Vliet in the marketplace. I don't buy that in the end, Draymond's going to walk away from the organization. But even more, I don't buy that he's walking away from Steph. We're about to enter arguably the most exciting time in the NBA. Grab your popcorn and buckle up. All right, I got my popcorn and in honor of free agency, let's check out a little Top of the Top brought to you by Charles Schwab, the biggest free agent signings in NBA history. Oof. And you know where we got to start. We got to start with Shaq Pop. Yes, we do. That was a headline <laughs> in the L.A. Times when Jerry West went out and traded it, got him in the free agency, and it was like changed the course of the franchise forever. He signs with the Lakers for seven years, $121 million in Los Angeles. Shaq was a three-time NBA champion, three-time finals MVP. He won regular season MVP in 2000. It's pretty hard to beat that, but might I interest you in some T-Mac, Kendrick Perkins, the magic acquiring Ooh. Tracy McGrady? That was that was so underrated. And listen, T Mac was that dude. We're talking about Kevin Durant before Kevin Durant, six nine, six ten at the two guard position. One of the most prolific scores to ever touch the basketball. Uh, but then there was the big return. Uh, Steve Nash to the Suns, regular season MVP back to back, 2005, 2006. 50-40-90 club in four separate seasons. I people like forgot about those too. Dallas years. Yeah. Yeah, just, just, just ignore those. I mean, not people in Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> well, how about this? I mean, no one. And I mean, no one forgets when LeBron James Perk takes his talents to South Beach. Mm. Uh, and look, that was one dime. of the most shocking times right there. Look, we thought LeBron would be forever in the Cavs jersey. When he went to Miami, that ended the Boston Celtics. Not that dunk on Jason Terry. It was the signing of LeBron James. But then, I mean, the most shocking, tra the most shocking uh, signing in the modern era, Kevin Durant. Oh, to the Golden yes. State Warriors. I mean, and, and also the Hamptons sign. The guys flying to the Hamptons. The Hamptons five. And Malika went to the, the house. Grind, the the actual and house is like where it in Warriors history now. Yeah, we went out to the. I drove out to the 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 house out there and did a story on it. This huge mansion that no one knew was there and what happened in that. Of house. course but it's like you a did. Place of yes, Warriors did. Lore. Of course you did. Come on, if that's not a New York Times story, I don't know what is. <laughs> Kendrick Perkins, Ramona Shelburne, they'll see the Ivy in that photo. NBA Today will be back in six. You take the arm cross? Yes. My next chapter. <laughs>
We have a huge weekend for the WNBA. Saturday on ABC, Asia Wilson and the Aces, they host Juana Bonner in the Sun at 3 Eastern. Coverage tips with WNBA Countdown at 2.30 Eastern. And then we got four games on Sunday that includes our featured matchup on ABC, the Mystics in Dallas taking on the Wings. Coverage, it begins at 3 o'clock Eastern. So back here now with Ramona Shelburne with Big Perk. Not only a huge weekend for the W here, my friends, but free agency is also kicking off on Friday. So I want to end our show in the city of brotherly love here perk what is at stake in your mind for philadelphia as we enter free agency <laughs> well i tell you it ain't adding mushrooms and bell peppers and cheese whiz to it <laughs> it's a, the big philly himself it's the big philly himself and joel Embiid is in state like the the 76ers and Dale Morey, they have to get this right because if i'm joel Embiid. I go one more season. If I don't reach the conference finals with the personnel this this uh, organization has put around me, guess what? I'm looking at other organizations and I'm saying, what's next for me? He has been more than loyal and reliable to this franchise. We're talking about an MVP. We're talking about a two-time scoring champ. Embiid is at stake if the Philadelphia 76ers can't get this right and surround the pieces and the personnel around him to at least make a run to get to the conference finals. Mm. You know, when you say he's been watching other teams, the team you watch is the Denver Nuggets that won the championship and the way that they play and the way that Nikola Jokic has been playing. Mm -hmm. Joel Embiid has led the NBA in scoring the last two years. He does not need to do that anymore. You've proven you could do that. You won an MVP. He looks at the Denver Nuggets and says, I like the way that they cut and move the ball and shoot and space the floor. I think the way anything you see the Sixers do in this offseason is geared towards trying to transition the team to a different style of play offensively. Well, you've seen it with the last two MVPs. They win an MVP, mm -hmm. and then they get their sights set on the next thing. It's no longer at an right. individual level. It's at so much bigger, and obviously Nikola Jokic mm -hmm. was able to accomplish that. Uh, Giannis Attentacumpo was able to accomplish that. But Ramona and I were talking earlier, and there's always that one little move that precludes, that comes before. You want to do the wind horse thing? Starts. Yeah, I'm thinking about Royce O'Neal, right? What is going <laughs> on, right? There's always a little teeny move that all of a sudden everyone around the league, their ears, they start to perk up. And that move, Ramona, so far, it, it, one has happened. Which one is that? Did you notice the Sacramento Kings getting some space? The Sacramento Kings all mm. of a sudden, now they have the ability to go after guys like Draymond Green, Kyle Kuzma, with that Rashawn Holmes trade to mm. Dallas at the trade. Didn't look like much at the draft. All of a sudden, you do the math. Kings are in this. All of a sudden, you, your, your eyebrows oh, kind of shoot up. What do you think, Perk? Oh, oh, like, you know, we think about the Sacramento Kings, right? And Harrison Barnes, you don't know what's going to happen with him. But then you think about the Denver Nuggets and you think about their parade. And you saw Bruce Brown say one more. And it was all fun and, and dandy when you had the alcohol in your system. And all of a sudden, your agent give you a phone call and tell you what your market value is right. and the type of bag that you could possibly <laughs> get this offseason. Bruce Brown on the Sacramento Kings? Who says no? Well, 
I mean, Bruce Brown, he said, he told Mike Singer, I would love to be back. It's not always about yeah. money, but sometimes, like you said, when the phone call comes yeah. <laughs> and he you lied. see exactly he what lied. that check is looking is like, lied. you have some decisions yes. to make. That's all you're going to say. You have some decisions There's to always make. a number. Bruce Brown is going to be a coveted <laughs> free agent. That's going to do it for us here on NBA Today. We have so much more to get you ready for tomorrow as we count down to free agency. But for now, NFL Live is coming up next, and we will see you then.